Today's anecdotal experience is sponsored by Microsoft Azure. Are you a chief technology officer of a business? No? You aren't? You're not even sure what that means? Well then don't worry about Microsoft Azure. It has no bearing to your life. The Anecdotal Experience Podcast is back. I got to talk loudly because I didn't turn up the microphone and I don't want to re-record this. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to the Anecdotal Experience Podcast. Thank you for watching the videos. They're all on Facebook or you can go to theanecdotalexperience.com. Why do I even? I guess I have to explain this or facebook.com slash theanecdotalexperience. Like that page. You'll see all the videos, um, which... I really love doing. Thanks for liking them. Uh, Johnny Bertov is on the podcast today. You might remember Johnny. He's done a lot of these podcasts before. Uh, well, this is so boring. Why am I explaining this? He had a really great one that he did in person. Go back and listen to Crying With Your Mom in an Applebee's. That was really fun and tragic. And then he does a couple other ones. Last one he did, he was super sleepy. You can kind of hear him gradually wake up throughout the episode. That's fun. Johnny's great. You're going to love this episode. Talk about authenticity, being an idiot. Let's do this with Jonathan Berthold. Oh, dude. Yeah, like, I found... I have found that just, like, being... Um like 100% authentic with my classmates. Like, that's just funny. Like, I think I just find it weird that they find my authenticity so funny. Like I say exactly, I just say exactly how I'm feeling or I just say exactly like my opinion. And then all of a sudden it's just like hilarious to somebody that I would like be willing to say that. Do You know what I mean? I do. You actually, yeah. I mean, yeah, we can get into this. Like, you do have, like, a something about you. You've never really given a fuck about the way you're perceived, which I think is funny. Like, you've never... I remember one time you... You... I don't... You, you came into the biology room... We had biology class together in high school and you just came into the room and I think you'd asked to be excused and you came back in like 10 minutes later and then somebody was like, Johnny, you've been gone for a while. And like, and most people would have been embarrassed, but you just said, well, I took a dump. <laughs> like, it, do you remember that? Uh, like very vaguely. <laughs> You just came in and most people, someone was like trying to embarrass you. Like, oh, Johnny, you were gone for a while. And then you just said, eh, I took a dump. Like, you didn't, it wasn't even, you weren't even, you weren't really trying to be funny. You were just saying it very matter of factly. Like, I was in the bathroom for a long time because I took a dump. And it embarrassed the person who tried to make, tried to like put you out like that. Cause they were, he was just like, yeah, it was as if you were saying like, here, I, I took a dump. You're a weirdo for, yeah, you want to know, obviously more I was taking, yeah. yeah, like obviously I was taking a dump, uh, and like, you know, and you had no, 
I don't know. You had no shame about that, which I think is, I think that's what's interesting. Most people are very guarded with what they say because they either don't want to seem like an idiot or make someone else uncomfortable and you never yes, really worry exactly. about that. And that's the thing. Yeah. That is the thing that I hate about academia is okay. I make a lot of jokes about how dumb I am or about how little I know. Okay, this is interesting, yeah. And I have, like, classmates that, like, get, um, they get, like, um, I don't know, they almost get, like, upset that, like, well, you don't know that, or, like, like they, they take me literally. Like, what type of situation? Oh, like, one time, one time I was just, like, making a joke about, like, whatever you know and i just said like something that was like blatantly wrong you know because i was just like making a joke and wasn't really thinking about the like exact correct terminology sure and then somebody was like no dude that's totally this and i was like and then i you know i just like made a joke i was like oh yeah these like these comprehensive exams are gonna be rough you know (laughs) like just making a joke and they're like, yeah, they are. And I'm like, okay, chill out. <laughs> like, chill out. Like, I'm making a joke. And then, like, you didn't get that I was making a joke. And now you're, like, really worried that I'm going to, like, fail out of the program. And I'm like, like, I just made a joke. Like, we're just like, you know. People just don't. Yeah, wait, they don't, so they don't get your sense of humor, or it's just the idea of we're in a context, we're in an environment where people don't make jokes. Yeah, like, people just don't, like, people aren't aren't comfortable with, like, I, yeah, I don't know, like, being... Or it's like being it's a vulnerability yeah. thing. It's uh it's like you it's a it's a thing where you uh, like I said you've always been very comfortable being you've been it's a it's a confidence thing. I will tell you that. It is a, it is 100% a confidence thing that I've always admired about you and I've honestly modeled a lot of my personality um from it is your ability to say things and do things that would make most people feel like an idiot. I think you have this way about you of being, we're all idiots, here's how I'm an idiot, um, and I, I am not ashamed of it. It, it you, don't, you know what I mean? You're not protecting your persona as a smart person. You say, which I think is interesting, because most of the time, people know if you're smart. You know? This is true. People are gonna know. So don't when you hide it and you're you say oh I don't want to sound dumb I don't want to do this, it doesn't really matter because when you do, what you would do is you would say oh I don't know what that is oh I'm gonna pretend you reference some author you know like, um, like J D Salinger or something like that maybe someone you don't know you know someone references something you're the type of person that would make a joke about how you have no idea what the person's talking about while everyone else laughs even though they're they've never oh, read a, yeah yeah do you know what I, you would you would make the joke and you'd be like i don't know what you're talking i'm the dumbass yes when everyone else in the conversation is also the dumbass but you're the one that's going to point out the fact that you have no idea what that reference was about yes i am i am like very willing to admit 
like what I don't know. Like sometimes, yeah. I, yeah and I mean, I appreciate that you <laughs> that you think so highly of me. Um, but yeah, like I find it so irritating. Okay, I have a I have a buddy. I have a buddy in my program, and he doesn't know this, but. Like the thing about him that I've heard other people say, I'm using this by the oh, way. Oh, you're using this? No, you can't use this. Yeah, you can't use this. You can you can cut this out. You can just do it. You can your little fancy edits that you do. This is the anecdotal experience. I need to use. No, this. well, then I can't give it to you. <laughs> All right, well, don't give me that story then. <laughs> oh my gosh! That's why I'm saying I'm like I have to use this, dude. I gotcha. Well, anyway, there's a guy in our class that. I'm using this. That's fine, you know. fine. I'm not giving names. There's a guy in our class okay. that basically every time somebody, like we have a guest lecturer, or we have somebody that we haven't had before come in, we'll say like, have you heard this before? Or like, has somebody talked to you about this concept before? And it's like something completely out of left field, like something we've never had, like clearly. But yet okay. he always is like nodding his head like, yes, absolutely. War and like everybody's like, what are you talking about? Like you're speaking for all of us when you do that. You right. know what I mean? And so then, yeah, it's like you're saying, oh, we've had someone speak to us on this. We're privy to this information, so don't yes. assume we know. Yes, please, please don't try to like get on our level and explain it to us. Please start like you know at level six, you know? right? And like. It's just like one of those things. It's just like funny because I think that's that's how a lot of people are in academia. Is nobody wants to admit that? Yeah, no, I don't know that at all. Like, especially reviewing for this comprehensive exam that we have on Monday. Like, everybody's like freaking out, but like nobody wants to admit what they don't know. And I'm very, I I just like studying and being like, yep, I don't I don't remember this at all. Like this, I don't even remember hearing these words. Like these are brand new yeah. words to me. And yeah, this is supposed to be something that I learned in the past and like was tested on, and somehow I'm still here. Um, but yeah, people get very defensive, especially if you like ask them something they don't know. Yeah, and then like you like then you tell them the answer, and then they're like, oh yeah yeah yeah, well you know like. Um, like this. There's some excuse. Yeah, for why like, they don't oh, know. yeah, well, like, yeah. that was bad. I was confused at first. Yeah, this that was thing. bad oh, wording. Or was... people don't refer yeah. to it like that. Or, like, nobody, nobody actually, like, uses that terminology. Like, this is probably how, you know, it's just like, okay, like, what, just, like, what? I don't care. Okay Whatever. That you don't know everything. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> yeah, like, when Jonathan was like, I don't know everything, I'm an idiot. <laughs> That was actually Luke Brush. That was Luke Brush. Uh, I thought that was John. Yeah, that was Luke Brush. And I think about it all the time. Uh, I might as well just like quote the story because it's everyone that's been on the podcast before. But there was some uh, somebody said some sort of reference to let's call it JD Salinger uh, and uh, Christian DePew been on the podcast uh, re- referenced like a different book that. It, you know, it was one of those things. Like, he was off by, you know, a, a, a millimeter, right? And he was, it was just, like, the wrong reference or something. He's like, oh, and I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. 
And then Luke Rush says, we're all, you know, we're, we're totally, whatever, you're not an idiot. Like, you're super close. You pretty much knew it. Yeah. And then Luke says, well, I don't know everything. I'm dumb. Yeah, that's like, right. It's funny. It's like, I don't know everything. I'm dumb. And it's, I don't know. It, it always stuck with me. That I, like, that sort of like taking a minute and thinking, I don't know everything, I'm a dumb person. I mean, it's it's the other way around. It's more like self-deprecating. It's the other side of uh, that rather than being defensive for what you don't know. It's the... Yeah, but it exposes just like, how, like... It exposes that, like, feeling that people have that people really can't articulate or would, like, never say. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, we have this comprehensive exam on Monday coming up, and it doesn't, like, have any bearing on graduation. And, you know, if you fail it, like, you just get to retake it again. And, um, yeah, we only need, like, a 70%, which is, like, that's, like, super low. Uh, okay. But, like, people hear one thing that they don't know, and they freak out. Like, you can like you can tell. Like, if... But it's a it's not because they're going to fail. It's just because they want to be the smartest, or... Or they want to be, like... Yeah, like when they hear you talking about something that they don't know, they like freak out. Like what kind of freak out? Just like, oh, oh, like what? Like what are you guys talking about? Like, you know, try to like, and like you can tell they like haven't heard like what you're talking about before. And they're like, oh, we're just talking about this. And they're like, oh, well, they wouldn't. That's not going to be on it. Like they wouldn't ask that. Like, you know what I mean? Just like, oh, well, they might because it's in our notes, you know? Um, so who knows? Because there's just like such a humongous volume of information that they could like test us over. But it's the idea everyone wants to seem smart and put together and like they've got it under control. Yeah, like there's this weird like like we're not competing against each other. Like because like because I get a certain grade on the test doesn't have any bearing on what you're gonna get. You know? Like they've told us what the passing grade is and what the feeling grade is. Like whatever I do isn't going to like have any effect. on. Yeah. I think I I've noticed that and I've, you know, I try to get it out of my own life and, and honestly, I've noticed people liked you. This was growing up. I noticed people liked you because you didn't have that need to maintain your self image. Um, and honestly, what I've noticed in my life is it's, too damn hard to convince everyone you're smart or you're cool or you're funny you know it's it's too hard and eventually no matter how cool you are you're gonna trip over your shoelaces and fart you know oh yeah and look like an it so that's what i've noticed in life is it's too difficult so why not just just go be trip over your shoelaces and fart and then I'll be like, yeah, I'm. I do that sometimes. I I don't tie my shoes and I fall down and fart. That's part of who I am, you know. And owning that and figuring out, oh, I don't know everything or whatever sort of character flaws you have, and say, yeah, that's part of me. Like I've never said I was cool. I never said I was smart. I don't have this. I my identity isn't wrapped up. In these i these ideas I have about myself as a as a doctor or as a entrepreneur, you know, you just 
you just kind of be whatever you are and then you don't have to you don't have to go through that maintaining your self-image and making sure everyone knows just how smart you are and that you're smarter than them yeah it's uh it is a much easier way to live your life when you're not like yeah like i don't know even just uh like i don't use facebook anymore like i really like i i i haven't posted a status or a picture or like like any social media like i really don't even just like i don't do any of that anymore because i'm just because i used to care about it a little like at least how i was perceived on there sure but now it's just like like whatever like i i don't yeah whatever like i don't care what happens it doesn't have any effect on me like what other people think about me no, I mean, there's like certain it, people that I want to, you know, to think that I'm competent. Um, yes, but you know, eventually, they like anybody like like my CI that I'm going to go to in Arizona, like for the Reds, like he's going to wait. Explain what to people what that uh, in a general context what that actually means. So I like it's a I'm going on a clinical rotation, or I have to do, you know, physical therapy. Um, in a clinic, so I'm and I'm working with a professional team with Cincinnati Reds. So I'm going to go to Arizona for spring training, and you know I'm going to do therapy with you know professional you know baseball players. So and I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna have a you know a clinical instructor who is going to be over me and making sure that I'm not you know hurting anyone. But like right now, like yeah, I want I want him to like think the best of me. But eventually, I know that he's going to be around me enough to know exactly how much of an idiot I am. So right. like, like eventually I'm going to just let my guard down and just be myself and then be like, yep, like I'm here. You got to deal with me. I don't know everything. I'm done. You know, like, well, and I think really what it comes down to in that sort of environment, and I've been in that environment too, is most of the time it's just be humble, be humble understand you don't know everything but try try put forth the effort do your best um and then when you don't know something or you do something wrong um apologize and you know you know if it's something you know something big what i've what i think the best um sentence that i've used in my professional uh life is uh, yep, sorry about that. It won't happen again. And that's all I have to say is, yeah, you know, I didn't know that. I did it this way. This was my thought process when I did it. It was wrong. Uh, I see it's wrong now, and it won't happen again. I don't do this thing where I'm like, oh, man, I, di- I can't believe this is, I can't believe I made that mistake. Or, oh, I was, or try to justify myself for, you know, Yeah, because it completely, it completely shuts the conversation down because you've given them everything that they want to hear. And if they continue yeah. to say anything, now they're the one who's the problem because it's like, yeah, you said that. I told you it won't happen again. You're correct. Like we don't need to. We don't need to continue this. Yeah, it's well. It, it it basically to me, it's just it's okay. Well, I I own up to it. I did it. Uh, I should have done it differently. Here's why I did it. Here was my thought process. It was wrong. Uh, I won't do that mistake again. So now we're at an impasse. You can either fire me or we can continue to do our jobs. So it's your call from here 
you can either say, hey, you know what? Um, based on that, I, I really don't think this is working. Or you can say, okay, let's do the next thing. You know, let's move the ball forward onto the next. Do you know what I'm saying? You give them that option. It's like, but to harp on you about what's wrong, it's just like, we can't anymore because we've already come to the conclusion that I know I was wrong. Yeah, because if you try and to defend it's not it, happening. yeah, if you try to defend it, then they have to try to be like, no, I really need you to know that this was like not right. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, exactly. It's like don't just just be like, and and I've gotten to the point in my career where I think, you know, I'm not perfect. I don't know everything, and I think I still bring value. I still I I take direction well, and I think that's helpful for me and I don't throw anyone under the bus I don't make excuses and it does give you a level of confidence in your interactions where you're not like covering your ass all the time and throwing other people under the bus or making excuses you can just say yeah you can fire me you cannot but here's what I'm doing all day I know what I'm doing I'm a good employee I feel like I can do the job well if you feel differently Go ahead and fire me because I'm not changing because I believe I'm doing the job well. Yeah. And then when you own up to it and people like people see that you're confident and that you're not going to make the mistake again because you're not blaming other people, then they like respond to that and they're like, oh, okay. Like this was a good conversation. Like we, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I know I don't want to fire you because you're like that rare person that wants to like that will take responsibility and like not let it happen again so they can kind of like be assured that like oh this is not going to be a problem in the future because we've had the conversation like he knows what he needs to do differently and you know he'll get it done it's done yeah you know you just cut out the bullshit of like protecting egos and stuff you know oh yeah yeah i yeah it's um like i was the only one like this made me this like this like made me mad. I didn't like talk about it that much, but it like made me genuinely mad. After our first clinical in school, um, we all came back and we all sat in a classroom together, and then we kind of like all discussed about. Uh, Wait, hold on one sec. Sure. How, where are you holding your phone to your face? Like right against my face. Like, make sure you're not like squishing it. Nope, not squishing it. Don't, all right, don't cover them. All right, anyway, you're in class. Go. Yeah, so we're in class. We have this thing called, like, a town hall where we all, like, talk about our clinical and, you know, our experiences that we had. We share stories. It's just sort of a way to get everybody on the same page because we're all back together again, finally, because we all separate to go to our own clinical sites and then we come back, you know, as a class. And then we continue our didactics. Um... But after our first clinical, you know, our professor says, nobody dropped anybody, right? Show hands, you know? And I'm like, I raise my hand, like, tall and proud. I'm like, yep, I totally dropped somebody, you know? You dropped someone? Yeah, like, I I was in a hospital. I was on the psych ward. I had a patient who was mentally unstable and had, um, like, had reported incidents of just sporadically just falling and that's what happened to me she 
we, I was taking her for a walk around the floor. You know, I had a gate belt on. I was doing everything I was supposed to do. She had a walker. And she th- she pushes the walker in front of her and then dramatically falls on the floor. And I have a tight grip of her on the gate belt. And I just lowered her to the ground. And I'm like, okay. And, like, technically, this would be considered a fall. So I had to have, like, the fall team come talk to me. I had to give a, a statement about what happened about how I could avoid this in the future. You know, all the, like, rigmarole, the hospitals that have to cover their butts so they don't get sued. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I'm like, yeah, like, I dropped somebody. Like, technically, somebody fell on me. Like, that was, you know, that's that's record at Reed Hospital. Yeah. Um, But anyway, like, everybody, like, looked over at me and looked sort of, like, disgusted at me. Or, like, just like, oh, I can't believe that. You know? Yeah. Okay. Like, I am sure there's somebody else in my class that dropped somebody that had somebody fall. Like, the statistics are so that that's probably true that that happened. But yeah, I look like a doofus because I'm the only one that raises my hand and like among our entire class. And then I don't even have, I'm not even given the opportunity to tell the story because I thought it was a pretty funny story the way it happened. Um, well, how did the guy who asked, like, what did, how did he respond to you raising your hand? Um, he said, oh, well, just one. Yeah, I guess like, like he just sort of like, was like, oh, we had like, he was disappointed. Like, oh, it wasn't like a perfect clinical or whatever. And I was Uh, like, what? Like, like, you know how I performed on the clinical. Like, you know that I couldn't have possibly gotten a higher rating on the clinical. Yeah, I know there's something and I I could see what about this? I see this and it could be the way this way in academia. And I see this on a lot of other and not to I don't know. You know what? I'm just going to shit talk, dude. I see this in a lot of other departments in companies I've worked at before, not the current company I work at. There is a level of uh, ego and not admitting fault amongst other departments um, and not so much in engineering, but there is a, nobody wants to own a mistake, you know? Oh yeah. If, what's the saying? If uh, like failure or uh, success has a million fathers, but failure is a bastard you know nobody ever takes responsibility for anything that goes wrong there's just it just kind of feels like you're always whenever i hear these people in other departments especially like upper management again not the company i work for currently but you you just get this idea of oh this is just all kind of bullshit like every conversation is just Nobody's admitting what went wrong. Nobody's really addressing things. Nobody's accepting fault. No one's being humble. No one's saying, hey, we did a conference that didn't do anything for our business, but it cost us $100,000. What went wrong? And then also saying, hey, I was I led that and it was a failure. Let's figure it out, you know, because everyone's trying to cover their ass. So it's just this, uh, it's like a culture of bullshit. It's like a it's a culture of pointing fingers and saying everyone's trying to cover their own ass, you know? Yeah. And it's so, 
I don't know, it's gross to me. And I, I like, I guess what's nice about working in engineering is it's just so abundantly clear that nobody knows everything and you know so little and there's so much to know um, that you constantly feel like an idiot, you know? So you're con- you're always working with people that are like, oh yeah, I'm an idiot. Oh yeah, well, we're both idiots, cool. Well, maybe we can figure this out together. You don't have that sense of pride because you, you've seen your coworkers make mistakes and do dumb stuff and it's... Um, it's nice because it's it's this thing where it's we are all trying, we're all doing our best, we're all trying to get better, and nobody's trying to put on airs and be like, "Well, no, I'm smart. I'm the smartest guy. I know this. I don't make mistakes." Because to say that is in and of itself, you would understand. Oh, you're dumb, and you're very insecure about how dumb you are. You know, so you just need to own it. Just be, yeah, we're all dumb. Let's just get on the same page. We're all real dumb. We all don't know everything. Let now let's just try to achieve a goal. Yeah. That and that's nice. I mean, that's like that is I don't know. I feel like that is so far removed from my situation. Cuz yeah. that is just completely the opposite tone that people have because I feel like in my environment, you're defined by your failures. Like, I don't, um, like as an AT, like I did some things that were just stupid. Like I was just like, I'm embarrassed thinking about them. And typically I would tell them to people, but like my experiences in PT school have been like, no, don't tell anybody about how you screwed up professionally because they will just, that's all they'll remember you by. That's how they'll introduce you to people. That's how they'll like talk about you to other people. We'll be like, Oh, Hey, check it out. I got this Nimrod in my class. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Like, I don't really care what other people think about me, but I don't want people talking about me like that. So like, yeah, and it can, it can affect your, you know, and if, if you're in that type of thing, it can affect your livelihood. Oh yeah, for sure. And so like, I'm like, I don't know how much I want to interact with you as yeah. a person. Because anything that I tell you as like a friend or trying to get closer to you and share with you, like it feels like it's going to be used against me because that's pretty much like what happens now. So like anybody, like I've had some like embarrassing times professionally that I'm only told like some of my closer friends in the class and, and they, and people that I know wouldn't share that with other people. Um, but it's just sort of like a sad feeling that you're that when you realize that I don't want to I don't want to talk to these people on a deeper level because yeah, I feel like they're going to use that against me from here on out. Which yeah. is which is like a sad it's like a sad realization to come to. Um and I don't know if that's I don't know if that's like true. Of, I think because like listening to Mel's stories from medical school, I can tell she feels sort of the same way with her classmates. And I think part of that is the fact that she was so much older when she went to med school. So she was so much. Um, she was so much like. This is Johnny's wife. Yeah, sorry. It's my wife. She went to med school, didn't get in right away, had to like do some other things and still didn't get in. And then finally got in and then had some like some serious perspective on failure. And now she's like, you know, super successful 
top of her class, like going to the Mayo Clinic. Like she's the smartest person I've ever met. And yeah, she has I don't know, I think it's made her a better person. Having that failure and not caring what other people think about her. And just being very open about yeah, these are my failures, these are my shortcomings. This is my story. Um like take it or leave it. And she's told me some, you know, some crazy stories about people that are just so like know it all and angsty and want everybody yeah. to think that they have it all together. And that's like the worst way to live your life. Dude, for sure, man. Because then you have to make sure that everybody all the time knows that you know everything all the time. Yeah. You're just protecting this, your self-worth at all costs. Like, geez, man. And that's like, I don't, I don't, I can't hang out, dude. I know so many people, like friendships I've dropped where I'm like, hey, you don't love yourself. You don't like who you are. You, and I cannot hang out with people. Like, I do not hang out with people that I can tell on a core level, you don't like yourself. And at every turn, you're trying to convince me that you're a worthwhile person to be hanging around with. And I can't hang out with you. I can't be a part of that whole, like, you and your ego, and I'm only here to validate. It's just, I need people that know who they are and like spending time with me and understand that I'm never going to do anything to make them feel less. So tell me everything, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, that's, you just want somebody to be like, yeah, authentic. Somebody that's, yeah, it's, and it's draining. It's draining to be yeah. around people that, yeah, aren't comfortable in their own skin. Yeah, you know, and obviously I'm not, you know, I'm not perfect, but it's, Oh yeah. I don't know. No, no, absolutely. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I still have those moments where I, you know, desperately want people to know that I know or you know, like I'm aware, like I am smart. Yeah. You know, like that inner desire that you like I hate that about me when I can feel it in me. Right. I think the I think the thing that it pops up the most to me is when somebody shows me something that's gone viral and I've already seen it. Yeah. For some reason, I want you to know. No, yeah, no, saw that. I'll tell you exactly. Right. I'll tell you exactly when I saw that, and my exact thoughts and my discussions that I've had with everybody else up to this point. Because I want you to know how in the know I am. That I, I already know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, and I hate that about me. And I can feel it in me. I know. And I can feel it, like burn up, and I just want to be like, yeah, I know it. Like, I, I, like, yeah, like, old news, dude. Yeah, like, oh, I'm a cool guy. I sit on the toilet and look at memes. Yes. I'm, like, I've been sitting, I was, I was taking shit earlier. You should know. I already saw it. I was taking shit. Yeah. Like, that person's gonna be like, whoa, Bertoft taking shit, huh? Like, dude, up on his meme game. <laughs> yeah. Like, like yeah, what a impressive. guy. Yeah. Yeah, I spent way too much time on his phone. Yeah, I like. What was I, I trying know. to get out of that? Like, what was I? Yeah, like, what did I? Yeah, and and I've done. I mean, I, I find that sometimes with um, 
either books I've read or places I've traveled to and somebody will start talking about it or a movie or something like that. And they'll just, they'll start telling me about it. And I've realized, oh, just listen to what they have to say about it. It's probably really interesting. You know, you can say, oh, I've done that. I've been there. I've read that book. Let's hear what this person has to say about it. Because what do, you know what, you know, it's, uh, I forget what, it's like a Buddhist uh, quote, but it's like a guy, a person that talks all the time learns nothing, you know? Oh, yeah. So it's just like, oh, just shut up. Oh, you've seen, you've read, uh, I don't know. You've read How to Win Friends and Influence People. There, That's your favorite book. What do I have to gain by being like, oh, I've read it too. Here's my thoughts. I have nothing to gain. And it's it's not, and it also hasn't come up yet. The fact that I've read the book. If they ask me, I'll tell them. But for now, they're sharing their thoughts and feelings on the book, which might be enlightening. Yeah, and then when you like, when you interject and like let them know that you're aware of the book and that you've read the book, you know, and that you've been like in a book club where you've discussed the book, all they're thinking right. about is like, oh wow, this guy's a like, this guy is just a huge jerk, and I don't. Yeah, they're just thinking yeah. like, well, it's kind of in the middle of something, and now you're it's derailed because you needed to. Yeah. I yeah I know and it's it's in all of us but it's just it's counterintuitive because it makes it doesn't make you look smart it just makes you look insecure. Yes, exactly. But like for some reason, even though you know that it's the wrong thing to do, you like need to let somebody know. Oh yeah, like I know what you're talking about. I've been there. I've done that. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's so weird. Because it's just this thing that you know you shouldn't do because there's nothing that good that will come of it. But for some reason, you feel like, I need to act upon this. Yeah. Yeah, and that's... It's something... It's, it's, it's one reason I don't... Like, if I do travel, I don't... I only take pictures when I feel compelled. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I rare, it's just because I make sure, or if I go to a restaurant, if anything I do in my life, I always make sure that I do it because I want to do it. You know, it's like everything I do, I'm here because I want to be here. I read this because I want to read this. I watch this or I, you know, everything I do, I do because I want to do it. And I don't do it because of anyone else knowing about it, you know? Yeah, if I if I take a picture, I want to take a picture because, like, I want, if it's going to be a picture that I me. take and I'm the only person that will ever see it. Yeah, or, or it's something, and I'll take, like, I'll take a selfie and I'll send it to mom, you know? Yeah. Because I know, and I've talked about this like a hundred times on the podcast, but I know it's just... It's just stuff where I'm like, this is the only person. Anything, you know, anything else is just like me flexing, you know, and it's me, oh, checking how many likes I got. It's it's a performance. It's like you're living your life as a performance, and man, that is no way to live, dude. Yep. Yep. It's just no substance, man, just... Just go do the shit you want to do. 
Yeah. Like, what makes you happy? What do you do? Like, you play frisbee golf. You get out there, and you ain't taking pictures of your frisbees. You're out there playing because it's fun. Yeah. Just like, yeah, like those people that like just take pictures all the time. So like, yeah, just like make sure that everybody knows what they're doing. Make sure that everybody knows they're out and about. I'm not at home. I'm not sitting at home. I'm not just like chilling out on my couch. I'm like doing stuff. Here's everything I'm doing. <laughs> like, Yeah, it's uh, that's crazy, man. It's I don't know. And a lot of times, dude, I'm sitting at home. You know why? Why? I like I like it. Yeah. I like doing that. I like sitting on couches. I like relaxing. Yep. Yep. I just want to, yeah, I want to like, I want to live my life and do the things that I want to do because I want to do them. Not because, yeah, not because I'm like, oh, I really need to do this so that other people think this of me. Yeah, you're wasting your fucking life, dude. You're just wasting. Like, you have, what, 80 years on Earth? What are the things you like spending those 80 years, you know? Yeah. So you got 80 of them. Like, what do you spend your whole life trying to make sure everyone thinks that you've lived a cool life, you know? Yeah. That could mean, and I've thought about this, too. I'm like, I know people that travel... Who I don't like. I've been on a like you know. I've been on tours right with strangers, mm-hmm. um, and I've come across people where like traveling. And I'll be honest, dude, traveling sucks a lot of the time, right? Oh, it's yeah, it's work. It's hard work. It's uh, you got to be organized. You got to keep track of stuff. You got to stay on task. Um, it's pretty exhausting, you know. It's not. It's not leisure most of the time. If you're doing a real, um sort of like sightseeing, uh, pack it all in, have a real adventure type of thing. It's not It's not leisurely. And I've seen people where I can, th- they're miserable on the trip because it's, th- like traveling isn't for them, you know? It's because of the level of difficulty. It's unless you really got enough money, you can do it uh, in luxury, but it takes a lot of money. So, to me, I've seen people where I've realized, like, this isn't your thing. You're not happy. You haven't been happy this whole trip, you know? Because um, a lot of traveling's being inconvenienced, you know? Yeah. Like, something goes wrong, and you just got to deal with that. So, I've ran into people where I'm like, oh, you're here to let other people know you've been here. Oh yeah, dude. You're here for Instagram. (laughs) Yeah, you're here for Instagram, and I can tell like you're ready to go home. You know, you were ready to go home on day two, but you're hanging around for the trip to get a couple Instagram photos. And and to me, honestly, I think hey, do something you want to do. You you bought the wrong vacation. Maybe you should have done a staycation. Save some money and actually enjoyed yourself and, you know, hung around your town and explored your neighborhoods with a little more less strict of a schedule. That might have been more you and you probably wouldn't have got as many cool Instagrams, but you might have liked it. Yeah, you might have actually like 
gone back to your like day job and been like, I really enjoyed that vacation. Yeah, you might have been fulfilled. Yeah, like oh, like I'm like yeah, I feel rested. I feel re-energized. Like right, yeah. dude, it's crazy, man. It's it's like. Living your life as a performance is no way to live, dude. Yeah, and social media just, like, exaggerates that, too. Because now it's... Everybody has the ability to know what you're doing. And it almost feels like if people don't see anything that I'm doing, they just think that I'm sitting at home or that I don't do anything ever. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, who cares, man? Like, I, to be honest with you, like, sure, I go out and do stuff, but I sit at home, like, pretty often, you know? Yeah. I lay in beds, you know? I lay in my bed, I fuck around, I I look at memes, I'm, yeah. You don't take pictures of your feet at the beach? No, I like rarely go to the beach. And if I do go to the beach, it's because I wanted to go to the beach and I probably don't want to pull out my phone and get sand in my, like, I'm not, it's not, I, dude, I don't have time to take pictures of stuff. Yeah. Because everything I'm doing is something I'd rather be doing than take a picture of what I'm doing. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that always, because like I had this conversation with Timmy before, um, who's a friend of mine. You know Timmy. Um, I do. But I was just like, we were at um, a friend of ours' wedding, and he was um, videotaping us at the table. And he'd been like, he'd had his phone out a lot, and he was like taking a lot of photos and videos. And I was like, Timmy, just put your phone down, man. Just be here. Like, just be with us. And like, don't be on your phone. I remember him later telling me, Dude, thank you for telling me that because he didn't really realize how he wasn't like living the moment because he mm-hmm. was so concerned about documenting it and having it for later. Right. Or like, yeah, we're having even footage to show, you know, the internet or people later or, you know, post on his Instagram or post on his Facebook. And now he's to the point where, like, he's totally gotten rid of Facebook. And I'm like, wow. I I like to have Facebook because I like the ability to see what other people are doing and, you know, and maybe post. Man, he's totally off Facebook now. Um, like, that's, like, such a 360 from where he was. But, yeah, I remember telling him that and him just being, like, so thankful for telling me that. Kind of like when you told me, hey, dude, you don't have to play soccer anymore. And I had that freedom of like, yeah, I don't have to play soccer. Like, I don't need to put myself through this agony of like trying to compete and earn my spot on a team that was very dysfunctional in the first place. Yeah, that's uh, that's another conversation for another time. The, oh, yeah. That, but, that, but I like that sentiment of someone in your life telling you something or you come across it and someone telling you, hey, you don't, that thing you're doing that's making you miserable, you don't have to do that, actually, you know, in, it's, I don't know, I mean, it's it's a good conversation, we'll save it for another time, but I really like that idea, and because obviously I remember having that conversation with you, and. Yeah, just somebody um, telling you, somebody telling you an obvious truth, 
that yeah, they sure. see you don't get or you don't understand. Yeah, they're like outside looking in and they can say, hey, I noticed this about you. You this isn't for you. You do this thing, whether it's, you know, Timmy with his phone or you playing soccer. And they say, hey, if you just stop doing that, like you might actually really like life. Yeah. Yeah. You just see somebody that's just like put themselves in bondage to something. And you can like just. Hey, have you ever thought about like not doing that? Yeah, just. Yeah, that's always what it is. It's like, hey, take a second and imagine not doing that thing how's that feel and usually you're like oh my gosh that's amazing yeah i don't have to like i don't have to like put myself through misery like my life won't end if i stop doing this thing and i think people do experience that a lot with um with facebook they like stop using it and then they're like oh man like that was you know that was it that was killing me and it's not me you know i don't have that relationship with facebook and some people it's alcohol some people it's weed some people it's um sex and some people it's uh you know some people i I imagine it's uh can be like academia and like you know someone that's let's say someone that's in like your program at school who doesn't want to be a physical therapist, you know, but they're doing it because they feel like that's what they need to do. All of a sudden, someone comes up to him and says, hey, um, just a thought. Maybe you don't have to be a physical therapist. And then yes, they stop and they realize, oh, I can actually be happy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like to bridge it back to our old conversation, we had a classmate that was in our program. She completed the first year of physical therapy school. She's a third the way through the program and has done, you know, pretty much the hardest portion of the didactic classroom. Because it's like the front, the the first year of PT school is front loaded. It's to try to like really make sure that the people that are there are capable of completing the program, you know, just designed to, really stress you and push you to the limit, give you just a ton of information um, and see how you handle it. And she was very good with the material, but when it came to test taking and applying the material, she just couldn't do it. She just didn't like, it just didn't translate and she wasn't happy. You could tell that she was always stressed. Yeah. Um, and she just had this like aha moment where it was, oh, I don't like I don't have to do this. Like I'm only a year into this, and this is something I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And she was by no means um, like unintelligent. She went on to Wright State, and now she's getting her master's in physics, and she's like killing it. Um, yeah, and it's just she, she just finally saw okay, yeah. Like here's here's where I should be. I don't want to be doing this. Like this is for other people. This isn't for me. And now, you know, she's in an area where, yeah, she's passionate. She likes it. She feels confident, you know, in her own skin now. And she can really be hurt because I think a lot of people end up doing that where they just sort of like get into this rut of, oh, 
I don't know what I want to do, so I guess I'll just keep going down the path of least resistance. And then they find themselves in this super unhappy situation where, you know, they never really thought about anything else or really tried to apply themselves or, and then they're, you know, they're in this, you know, this situation where they're just miserable. That's how I was with soccer. It was just, I just kept playing soccer because that's like what I did. And that's who I was. I was a soccer player. And then when you said, Hey, you know, you don't have to play soccer. It was just such like a, like, like the answer had been under my, like right under my nose all along, but I just like, wasn't willing to recognize it. Dude, that's, I've had, and and that is, it's, we had the same experience at the same time, dude. Cause that was, that was me as well. I was telling you that, but I was also telling myself that. Yeah. Cause you, know? you were leaving. Uh, yeah. You were leaving grace at that time. Yeah. And so, and I've had that with tons of experiences in my life where I've even, even me doing, um, me doing stand up, dude. Uh, when I stopped doing it, it was so, well, okay. I can talk about that. Like I, I was in the car with a comedian and we were going to Huntington beach. All right. Which is an hour and 15 minutes away in traffic. Okay. And we were running, we were like doing a show there. I knew we were going to not do it. It was me, Joe, Joe and Joe Shelby that were running it. But I was with this comedian, Dave Yates, and we were talking. And I'd already kind of been like going to Mike's. I never liked going to them, dude. Um, I liked kind of like going and hanging out with my friends, but I didn't enjoy it. I didn't like writing. I didn't like open mics themselves because it was just kind of like talking into a microphone to like, nobody it just it didn't it wasn't working but i didn't know it wasn't working man it wasn't it just wasn't working for me and i just i was talking to dave yates this comedian in the car while we're going down to this show that this open mic we were running and he was telling me all the things he does um you know kind of his hustle as a comedian Uh and he does so much stuff, dude. And even like even listening to him describe everything he does, it just became abundantly clear to me that oh, he likes this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just hearing him all all the stuff that he wants to do and he's doing, I just thought, "Oh, that's not me." Like that sounds awful. That sounds miserable to me. And it just became clear that it's, it's, this isn't for me. I don't want to do this. So I just kind of eventually stopped doing it. And then sure, there's little parts that I missed, but like my life got better, man. I was way, I, it was, it was crazy. It was just like eye opening that I was like, oh, that wasn't for me. But it was hard to realize that it wasn't for me because I was just in it. And I told myself it was for me for so long and then I got out of it and I'm realized like, wow, I, I even think back on it now and I'm like, I, it's funny to imagine me doing it. Yeah. It's yeah, but it's, it's dude, it's hard to see the trees through the forest, man. Yeah. It's uh it's interesting to me that you're so far removed from it. Cause that's the last that, I mean, I haven't seen you do like uh improv or sketch comedy or anything, but that's like, that's what you do pretty much solely not right 
Yeah, I mean, I do, you know, I do the podcast, I do the videos, um, and yeah, I do, I take improv classes, and yeah, and I'm, I'm happy, man, and I'm not stressing myself out about anything, I just, uh, doing what I want, man, and yeah, and I, you know, I'm starting to develop uh, a goal with the video stuff, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna try, but I'm not, I, I don't, the fact of the matter is, I already made it, man. I got, I don't want for anything in life. Like, I already, I, I honestly feel like I kind of, like, made it to the top of the mountain. Like, it's all shits and giggles from here. Yeah, it's not downhill. It's just riding off yeah, to the I sunset. Mean, yeah, I don't know. I just never, like, at this point, it's just, like, I'm now just kind of like having fun. Like I, I made it, man. Like I got, I got an apartment. I got a good job. I got a good skill. I make cool videos that I like. I do this podcast, and um, I got good family that I see. I got good friends. It's just to me, it's uh, you're just like content, or you're like ultimately content. It's just weird. It's just weird. It's a bizarre way to feel. It just, it's. I don't know. I just do what I want, man. Life's good. Like I don't want for anything. I'm not like stri I'm not it's yeah, I'm I'm on top of the hill, dude. If some better things happen, cool. But at this point, um you know, I wanted to do I was sure I want my own talk show. Yeah, I've got my own talk show, you know? Yeah. This is I'm doing it, you know. It's and it, I oh, I want to just do a I want my own TV show. Like, sure, I I do my own TV show, you know? Right, yeah, you're it's, already doing what you want to do. It's just like, oh, if it gets bigger, it gets bigger. I'm just doing the same thing, just more people see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm already at a point in my life where I can, like, fortunately, I have the money that I can afford to do it, and I have the time where I can afford to do it. And, uh... Yeah, just, you know, something cool happens with it, something cool happens with it, but I do it because I want to do it, you know? Yeah, yeah, uh, totally. Just getting to that point in your life where you realize do what you want to do. Like, yeah, like Grandpa always said, uh, you know, um, oh, what did he do? take what you want and pay for take it. Take what dude. you want and pay for it. That's what he always said. Dude, yeah. That's it. That's it, dude. That's like, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like and then like man. the part that I don't think he ever I don't think he ever added to it, but I wish he had was just like and shut up. Like Yeah. Just yeah. yeah. Don't bitch about stuff you bought, man. Just like Like yeah, you did it. Like that yes, you made dude, that decision. Don't, don't Oh, oh man. my gosh. Yeah, like you you That's yeah. so annoying when people just like bitch about their lives. Like dude, like what are you you're just like buying shit meals and then sending them back like who the fuck does that yeah or i mean like part of me was like when we were at grace and we were required to go to chapels three times a week and grace people, college yeah. yeah grace college you know like they required us yeah. to go to chapel and it was an hour three times a week and people like through fits or like had people scan them in and i'm just like no one twisted your arm to come here. You signed an agreement saying that you would do all this stuff. 
Yes, and I and I was one of those people that skipped chapel yeah. and finessed it. But nevertheless, here's I never bitched about it because I was always like, okay, I made a mistake, but I've got to ride this thing out. And how am I gonna? How am I gonna? finesse it so I can leave, get what I need, and not have to go to chapel. I never complained about it, but I knew. I was like, yeah, I signed up for this, but I got to figure out how I yeah. go to chapel. Oh, for sure. But people people would act like, oh, I can't believe they expect us to do this. I can't believe, like, yeah, you it's like, literally yeah. signed up for it. Yeah, dude. Okay, here's another band. We got to wrap this up, but here's another example. When I worked at play, I worked at a place. I had a conversation with a coworker. We were walking back from lunch, and this person says something about, "Oh, they don't, you know, they don't pay this job market rate." This is this was their job, okay? Yeah. It's like yeah, and, and like we're. It was basically like yeah, well we're you know we're underpaid. You know we're that's what she said. She said like oh we're underpaid. You know. Like, we don't get paid. Like, so we're underpaid here. And, dude, you never underpaid. No. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 like, and to me, because I, dude, in this particular context, I'm positive that I made less money than this person. Yeah. Okay? But I was not underpaid, dude. Because if I was underpaid, that means somebody would have paid me more. And I would have been, I would have said no, which would be dumb. Right. I had a job and I was grateful for the job. If I got a better job offer, I would have taken that. So you're not underpaid unless someone is giving you more money. And in that case, you take the other job. Don't complain that you're underpaid. People will pay you. What's your worth, man? Yeah, no, exactly. Like, that's the Somebody market value. Will People you. will only yes. pay for something what it's worth. Like that. And, you know, an item is only as valuable as what somebody will pay for it. Because, you know, people on like Antiques Roadshow come in with like their like, you know, $10,000, $15,000 just utter crap. And it's like, no one would ever pay for that, like, you know, antique 1791 paperweight that you have. Like, no one would ever pay that. That's not what it's worth. It's, yeah, Yeah. if you're, yeah, because if somebody, yeah, if you have a skill that's so valuable that you're underpaid, like, go somewhere else. The fact that you took that job means that you're part of the problem, the reason you're underpaid, is because you're willing to work for that price. Yeah, you're you're ruining yeah. the job you're, market you're for all other people yeah. in your discipline. Right, it's when unions start. Yeah, because people are yeah. Because people are like, yo, we need to have some standards here. We can't have you just like making any old salary, because then that just diminishes the market for the rest of us. Yeah, it's a race to the bottom. Yeah, and yeah, but and that's how it is with physical therapy. I feel like a lot of people. The physical therapy world, like, hey, we're like super underpaid, you know. But then the other coin is like they turn around and say, "We're not doing it for the money. We're doing it because it's like we're passionate about this. Is what we want to do." And that's yeah. the part where I'm like, "Yeah, like I don't care about the money. I like doing this. I genuinely like doing this. And if somebody will pay me to do something that I like doing, that's what makes it worth it for me at the end of the day. It's not about the money. It's about 
doing what I want to do. And whatever the market yeah. wants to pay me, that's fine. Because if I don't go to work every day, I go to like what I want to do every day. It's a way better way to live. That's what it all comes back to. Yeah, dude. Well, the Zoom recorder is about to die. So any last words? It's like, it's going to die any second uh, now. Shoot, so anything I want to plug now. No shameless plugs, man. Um, I'm out of fantasy football. I suck at fantasy football. I'm no good at anything. Um, You're not good at plugging things. <laughs> no, no. That's not the way so you, you know, plug anything stuff. Anything to plug? You just, I'm not good. Actually, I'm really bad at, dude, I, uh, man. Well, you saw my season, both both leagues. Um, yeah, it's pretty rough, man. Yeah, yeah. Rough way to don't go skip, out. Don't auto draft in an auction league. That's my tip. Oh yeah, final. Like, what's a thought? Just say like a quick thought before this thing dies. A quick thought. Um. Yeah, I'd say just like uh, let go of what other people think about you and just be you, be authentic. And you would be surprised at how much easier life gets. Love it. Thanks a lot, man. Really appreciate you doing this. Yeah, man. This is fun. I always enjoy talking to you, man. I wish I was going to see you at Christmas. Yeah, me too. Take it easy, man. Have a good night. Yeah, I love you, man. All right. Love you too. Bye. Bye.